0: Lord the Lord the Lord now upon studying this I came across many commentaries that think that this alludes to somehow to the Trinity and I would like to stand before you today and tell you that that is very 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 erroneous That is not the case here. There is no evidence at all that this represents a philosophical understanding of Christology that happened in the 3rd and 4th century. We are right smack dab in the middle of monotheistic understanding that here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There would be nothing written down in numbers that the Lord tells Moses to write that had anything to do with the philosophy from Greek understanding in the 3rd and 4th century. This has to do with the Lord that brought them out of Egypt. This has to do with the one true living God that told them, I'm going to call you out of a place that you weren't a people and I'm going to make you a people and you'll know and understand that it was the Lord that was on your side. It wasn't a division of the Lord. It wasn't a misunderstanding of the Lord. It was the Lord whose arm was not short that he could not reach, but his arm was powerful. It was the right hand of authority that fucked you out of Egyptian slavery and bondage and brought you into a new land. Praise God, it was the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, and it is a repeated emphasis, and the point is very much like in the New Testament, when Jesus is speaking in the gospel of John, upon his lips uttered time, and time again is verily verily he doesn't say it three times but two times is enough because when God is manifested in the flesh in front of you that is one verily right and so there's one verily already there and then when Jesus says verily verily you got three iterations and emphasis and he would say it over and over John chapter 6 and verse 47 verily verily I say unto you he that believeth on me half everlasting life. John chapter 10 and verse 7, Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. John chapter 8 and verse 58, Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. John chapter 3 and verse 3, Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. There's many, many, many more. I just picked a small selection. But the purpose is to say it in repetition to put emphasis on it, to put a power on it, to put a strength on it. This is not just a saying, but this comes with authority. Before Abraham was, I am is authoritative. I'm not just a teacher. I'm not just somebody passing by. I'm not just a miracle worker. I was before Abraham. I was the I am that called Moses out of a burning bush. And I'm standing before you in flesh to declare to you that you must be born again. Everything I say has weight. Everything I say has authority. It was Jesus emphasizing his power and his ability. I'm thankful that I experienced God in a powerful way, but it comes again in another way, and it's more powerful. It's the Lord, the Lord, and the Lord. If you've had one experience with God, you don't need to stop there. You need to say, that's one Lord. i need Need the Lord I need the Lord I need an emphasis an emphatic declaration that God is taking me somewhere there is emphasis and so the congregation is consecrated to the Lord and this prayer represents a covering from this point on in the covenant relationship it was an establishment And a sending forth today we are here and we are here to be established that takes work and that takes effort and there's also a sending forth in the part of these that are being dedicated here today and as well as anybody that's here depending on what your spiritual development is there's an establishment and then there is a sending forth and this prayer determines those things the Lord. Bless thee, the Lord bless thee. Blessing entails fruitfulness, fruitfulness upon descendants and flocks and harvests, which means everyday life. But these benefits are the tokens of the true blessing. And the true blessing is a walk in a relationship with the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. I want God's blessing to be upon my life. Amen. I want God to be, I want him to bless my Descendants, I don't want this apostolic identity and lifestyle to stop with me, but I want it to go to the next generation. I want it to be upon my descendants. Amen. Even descendants that I don't even know yet or see yet, I want God's blessing to be upon them. Come on. Is anybody blessed of the Lord in the house of God today? The reason why you're here is because you receive the blessings of God, but I don't want it to stop with just me. I want it to bless somebody else and i want it to travel down to generation to generation to generation you know why we're almost 80 years old the, the the age of this church it's because there is a generational pass down of god's blessing and god's favor i want his blessing upon my life i want his blessing upon my education i want his blessing upon my career i want his blessing upon my ministry i want his blessing upon my family I want his blessing upon my church. I want his blessing upon this city. I want his blessing in everything that I come into contact with. Hallelujah. The Lord bless thee. The Lord bless thee. Deuteronomy gives a long list. I don't want to read all of it, but there's some things that are amazing. These blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. How about a blessing that overtakes you? You'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Blessed will be the fruit of your body and the fruit of the ground and the fruit of the cattle and the increase of the kind and the flocks of the sheep. And blessed shall be thy basket and thy store and blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. I came in the house of God today blessed. I want to come in blessed, and I want to go out blessed. And the Lord said, I'm going to bless you based on how you come in and how you go out. And then not only talked about, he not only talked about personal things of blessing. As a matter of fact, let me just throw this out here. You may not realize it or not, but wherever you are is because of the blessing of the Lord. You can reject that if you want. Wherever you are, it's because of God's blessing upon you. Praise God. If God snatches away his presence and his ability to even breathe or exist, you've got nothing. And so if you take God off the table, then you got an existence. To me, that is very abysmal. Everything I do is because God has given me the ability to do it. Hallelujah. I've got breath to breathe because of God. I can clap my hands today because of God. I can leap for joy today because of God. I'm in a position, hallelujah, of the benefits of God and the blessing of God because of God. The Lord bless you. Turn to your neighbor and say the Lord bless you. Man, God pour out a blessing upon you. Let it overtake you. Let it overtake you. If any went on to say your enemies will be smitten against you. I'll bless your storehouses. I'll bless the land. I'll make you to be plenteous in goods. The Lord, I like this part, in verse 13 of Deuteronomy 28. The Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Oh, praise God, I've met some folks. I'm not sure what part of the body they are. But I'll tell you this right now. I don't want to be the tail, all right? I want to be the head. And the Lord said, I'm going to bless. I'm going to bless you. You're not going to be the tail, but you're going to be the head. Then he said, you're not going to be underneath, but you're going to be above. When God's blessing touches you, you don't have to hang your head down. You recognize that God has blessed me and given to me. The Lord blessed me. I recognize the power of that. And so there is blessing that comes when the Lord declares blessing. The Lord bless thee and keep thee the purpose of keeping you is the protection to keep Israel in a covenant relationship, the Lord was Israel's helper the Lord bless you I enjoy the blessings of God, I want the blessings of God but I also, I want to keep her the Lord is able to keep my feet from falling. Sometimes people get get they get their understanding and the trajectory too far out. They start living for God and then they run into some difficulties and think I I can't I can't extend that out that far. Don't extend it out that far Just take one step at a time And the scripture said The Lord will keep your feet from falling You know how I made it this far By living for God one step at a time I didn't start out here And try to get to some purpose That's way down the road But every single day Sister Shelby Every single day Sometimes when it felt like I couldn't take another step The Lord was my keeper When I felt all alone and there was nobody else, hallelujah, to help me. The Lord became my helper. In 2020, when the world was upside down and I didn't know how I was going to make it, the Lord was my helper. When I was going through hell and pain and anguish and walking through the desert, the Lord made streams in the desert and became my helper. He became my keeper. Hallelujah, come on, if the Lord has helped you, why don't you give him a little bit of praise this morning? If he's kept you, oh, keep me from the hand of the enemy. Protect me from the evils of the enemy that would try to assassinate me and destroy me and let me be established in the house of God. Keep me, keep me, keep me, keep me. Psalm 121 verse 7 said, The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. He shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth even forevermore. The writer of Hebrews chapter 13 verse 6 said, So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do. Unto me, the Lord is my keeper. The Lord bless thee. Come on, say, The Lord bless thee. This is the priest's benediction. The Lord bless thee and the Lord keep thee. He's a helper. Now it gets more emphatic. So if that's, oh boy, I'm setting myself up here. It's more emphatic. The next blessing is more emphatic. Make his face shine upon thee. This means that his presence is upon you. Not only bless and keep you, but that his presence is upon you. This is very thematic in the scripture. In Exodus, the cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the Lord filled the tabernacle, and Moses was not even able to go in. To the tabernacle because of the cloud, the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. It was the presence of God. So when it is stated that his face, the Lord make his face to shine upon you, it's that the presence of God would be on you. Praise God. I want the presence of God on my life. I, I want the there is a hand that can touch me, then the presence of God on my life is very, very important to me. When I pray for children in the altar, this is what I pray. Lord, let your presence be upon this child. There's a lot of people wanting to put their hands on your kids and your children. There's a lot of presence that would love to put their hands on young people. Praise God, but let's not leave out... Let's not leave out families and men and women. There's a lot of influence that would love to put its hand on you. Praise God. I want the favor of the Lord to be upon me. I want the hand of God to be upon me. I don't want to be marked. You know, in some some contexts and cultures, you're never going to make it unless. The, the 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 external factors put a hand on you because you're, you're either too clean, too wholesome, you look different. And so there's got to be, you you got to go through the struggle. And so there is a hand that is put on you so that you can identify with that particular culture. Ladies and gentlemen, that may be for some people. But for us who are apostolics, I, I want God's hand to be on my life. I don't want the enemy to put his hand on me and then drive me like a pile driver to the very bottom so that I feel like I'm never getting out of there. I want God's presence to be put upon me so that I can raise my hands and praise him. I can put my head on a pillow and go to sleep and the next day remember what I did the night before. I want the presence of God to be upon me. I want him to bless me and keep me, but I want his presence to touch me. Let it be like a cloud. Make his face to shine upon thee. And be gracious unto thee. The outcome of God's pleasure is grace. It's his favor and his power. God chose you not because you were wise. Not because you were mighty. Not because you were noble. But he chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He's chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. The base things of the world which are despised God hath chosen. The things which are not to bring to naught things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are you in Christ Jesus who of God has made us unto wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. I'm not here because I've got any talents and abilities. I'm here because of the favor of the Lord. He has taken the foolish things to confound the wise. You're not here because of your ability and your wisdom and all of that. That generates into pride. God said, I'll take things that other people reject, turn aside throw away. I'll pick them out of the garbage pile and you watch what I'm going to do with them. I'm going to make them great in the kingdom of God. I'm going to make them mighty in the kingdom of God. I'm going to make them productive in the kingdom of God. I didn't get here because I had a pedigree, because I had the finances and the economics and the investments, because of who I knew and didn't know. I'm here because of God's favor on my life. I shouldn't be here. I really shouldn't be here. Shouldn't be speaking here today. But because of God's favor, He picked me out of the miry clay. He established me. He blessed me. He's keeping me. His presence is upon me and His favor. His favor and His grace. And then the third one gets even more emphatic as the musicians come this morning. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee. I can look. If the Lord's presence is to like the Lord's face looking. Then the emphatic declaration of that would be a focus that goes beyond just a face pointing in the right in a, in a direction. So if I'm looking at this section, my face is looking this way. But Sister Tabitha, my focus when it comes on you and your smile this morning, that's different, right? Because I'm not just I'm not just looking generally at in this direction. I'm specifically looking and God specifically looks at you. God knows who you are. God knows what your situation is when everybody else doesn't know. He knows the (laughs) internal workings of your heart, your motivations. God knows you. God knew you from the very, very beginning. This is why the psalmist said, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee. When I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, thine eyes did see my substance yet being unperfect and in thy book all of my members were written which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them God sees you from the very very beginning this is one of the reasons why we do not believe in abortion people that abort their babies that's something that God sees and God knows and so in mercy he's going to gather the them all together he knows you he sees you with an intensity that you yourself may not even understand you don't just get overlooked by God it's not happenstance that God looks on you with focus because he loves you every single individual it doesn't matter where you've come from what your status is God knows you and God looks upon you And God sees you. You know one of the worst things that could ever happen to an individual is for them to just get ignored. God doesn't ignore you. But God sees you. And he's got a place for you. And he's got an establishment for you. And he's got a blessing for you. Praise God then it reaches its culmination in and the Lord give you peace peace means completeness and well-being it covers every area of life it's not living in a troubled status or environment praise God but it's recognizing for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Praise God. I come to you today, not with the sword, but I come to you today in peace. I come to you today with the priest's benediction, that the Lord would bless you, and the Lord would keep you, and that his face would shine upon you and his countenance would be before you and you would be a people that would receive the peace of God amen right where we are sitting today I want us to lift our hands and pray for the peace of God over every person that is in this house praise God every situation God let your let your peace and your ability Lord hallelujah hallelujah let there be a benediction and a prayer that touches troubled individuals and troubled homes and troubled circumstances hallelujah make my coming and my going be with peace and be with blessing praise God, praise God amen, amen as we stand together in the conclusion he says that I'm going to put my name upon the children and I'm going to bless them I'm going to put my name upon them the name of the Lord is a strong tower the righteous runneth into it and is safe. There's an elevated position and a powerful attribute that comes when the name of the Lord is applied to your life. Praise God. There's healing when you speak the name. Hallelujah. The scripture that Brother Reese read this morning, just a few more verses. Peter said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. When you say in Jesus' name... His name is applied to you and that becomes your identity there's healing there there's strength there there's deliverance there there's redemption there there's sanctification there there's a lot of attributes that are there it's a name that is above every name every knee will bow and every tongue will confess praise God the identity that is connected to each and every one of us is powerful and in the house of God today in the conclusion of this service Hallelujah. I want us to pray for the peace of God and the strength of God and there would be blessing that touches every individual in this place. I want the the church to help me pray right now. There's a lot of guests in this place. and I didn't come to, to beat anybody over the head, but I came today with a benediction of the priests for blessing and prayer and peace and strength. Come on church, help me. Help me pray together right now. All over this sanctuary. God, I pray for these babies that we're going to dedicate, but i don't only children. I pray for everybody that gathered together in this house. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voice. Let's pray together. Let's be the priest today in the house of God, praying over individuals, a benediction of prayer and blessing. Hallelujah. Let your blessing touch them. Let your favor be upon them. Let your presence be upon them. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it, GBFPC. Come on, help me be a priest today in the house of God. Speak it, speak it, speak it. Lord, let your favor touch that one and your blessing touch that family and your presence touch that individual. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, just a few more minutes. Let's lift our voice and praise him together. I thank you, Lord. What an opportunity today to be the priests, the kings and priests of God that are able to extend an offering of blessing and prayer and anointing. The Lord bless you. Hallelujah. The Lord keep you. The Lord's presence be upon you. Hallelujah. Come on, if it's appropriate, right where you are, reach out and touch somebody. I want you to pray for them. Lord, I pray that you touch Landon right now in Jesus' name. That your blessing and favor would be upon his life. There is nothing like the power that is found in being able to speak a word of strength and anointing. Hallelujah. Bless him and keep him. Hallelujah. Let your presence be upon his life. Every decision that he makes, every choice that he makes. Hallelujah. Cover him with your presence, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Help me. Help me. I thank you, Jesus. and praise you. I pray that the peace of God is in his life. Every decision that he makes, let it be. Let it be wrapped and bow-tied with peace. Hallelujah. 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 I thank you, Jesus, and praise you. Praise God, praise God. Come on, you can pray for who's right next to you with what I've just preached. Hallelujah. Come on, let your presence Lord. I thank you, Lord. Come on now, that's it. The Holy Ghost is ministering this place. Come on, church. I know it's a baby dedication, but we're church. We came to have church, not just a ceremony. So let's press in right now. Pray for somebody. Don't speak those words I'm praying that the Lord keeps you His hand of protection is upon you. Thank, you, thank you Lord, thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Come on. We agree together. <laughs> we agree together in the house of God. He's going to keep you. You may feel like you're going under, but you're not going under because the Lord is going to keep you. conclude and then I'll let you be seated here for just a minute. Brother Reese this wasn't planned but he mentioned his son Isaac praying. I was up here on the platform it was a powerful service. Brother Chris Warwick was really going through a lot of difficulties. See here? He was in his dress clothes. He may have to leave. Did he have to leave? He had to leave. He's making some decisions and things in his life. And Brother Reese, I stood here and I watched in amazement. Brother Chris was down on his hands and knees. He had his head in the floor. He was really, really praying. And I don't, did you direct that or did you walk over there? What What was, you just were, you were in the altar and Isaac was following you. I watched in amazement as he, he took, he had a hanky. And he took out a hanky, and he reached down right here. He started praying for Brother Chris. And so I was watching in amazement. He took his jacket off, and he took his, like, he's like, this this means business. And so he took his jacket off, and he handed it to Brother Nate, like, here, hold this. And then he grabbed his hanky, and he started praying again. And so I thought, that's, you know, that's really cute. That's amazing. A son is following his father down on the altar, and he's praying with people. I talked to Brother Chris later, and Brother Reese, Brother Chris told me, he said some things over my life that he said, there is no way that that was not from God through a seven and an eight-year-old child. You know why that happened? That was because Brother Nate Reese broke the chain of bondage of carrying around Budweiser's and... And said, I'm going to be in the house of God so that, so that this prayer is not just for me, but it's to the next generation and to the next generation and to the next generation. I want his presence and his anointing. Praise God. It matters how you approach church and what you do in the house of God. Don't stand there with your hands folded. Don't refuse to lift up your voice. Praise God. Because it has a word. It has a testimony. It has an example to the next generation. Every way and every every way that you live your life is saying something. This is what. I want to be full of passion and inspiration about the house of God and the worship of God. Why? because it matters some of you kind of think it's cute you think it's kind of cute that every service every service Hayden Reyes he comes up with his little box and he's got he's got he's got spray on it he's got utensils in it and he comes up here and he brings his box up here and he clears everything and he cleans all of this every service every week he cleans it all Well, that may be cute to me or to you, but it's not just cute to me. It's saying something. It's saying that a daddy respects and reveres, doesn't matter who's in this pulpit, but what comes over it. And I want my life to be aligned with the Scripture and the ministry of the Word. And so if somehow that can rub off on the next generation that has taken ownership, it may seem small, but it's really, really, really big. Every time you see him up here, remember, he's not just up here doing it. It has to do with the work of God and the things of God and the man of God, the ministry. It's all connected and integrated, and it means something powerful because it's transferring from one to the other I'm going to praise like an idiot if I have to so that my son knows I'd rather be here than in a club somewhere in a stadium somewhere I'd rather worship God and do what I had to do than to be anywhere else in the world if I don't approach it like that he's not going to believe my testimony he's not really going to believe the lifestyle that I live but if I really really believe it and if I really really mean it, then it'll have an effect on the very people that are the closest to me. Come on, be real. Live for God. Give him everything that you've got. Praise God. You can be seated. We have a group of families here today. What does it mean to dedicate your child? It means four things. It means that you are giving your child to God as a confirmation of your love for God. The thing that you are saying when you bring a child here today is, I love God even more than I love the child, and I'm simply giving this child back to God. Jesus said this, he said, anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy. And anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. So it's a confirmation here today that this child is God's. Number two, it means that it is a clarification of ownership. I'm openly declaring today that this is a gift from God. It does not really belong to me. It belongs to God. I have the privilege and the honor to train this child but this child is not yours, but God's. Psalm 127 verse three, low children are an inheritance of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Amen, this is a clarification of ownership. It's a confirmation, it's a clarification. Number three, it is a commitment to raise your children God's way. This is not just a tradition. Some people get caught up in traditions of baby dedications and baptisms This means more to us. It's a commitment. You are bringing up your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. It's not a ceremony. It is a commitment. It's a commitment to be a godly parent. It's a commitment to teach your child. It's a commitment to keep that child in church. It's a commitment to love your child, to pray and to train. Praise God. And to make your home a holy place. It's not a magical ceremony. It's like Joshua who said, if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And lastly, it is claiming God's plan and promises for your child's life. Your children are blessed by your obedience to God and they're cursed by your disobedience to God. They have a free will, they're gonna make their own decisions but you stack the odds against them if you don't live a life that is committed to him. Amen. And so when you're presenting this child here today, you are positioning that child to receive God's very best for his or her life. And this is what it means in Proverbs. Chapter 22, verse 6, when it says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. It means you're going to give it your very best, and at a certain age, he or she is going to make their own decisions, but you will stand rested in the fact that you did everything that you could do and making a commitment here today. Amen. So, I want these uh, couples to come to the front stand. Sister Bradford has a a set of Bibles. So, if you'd stand up and you just step out a little bit toward us, Um, she is going to present to you. This is awesome. We just did this not too long ago, and this is the second round. Praise God. Amen. So,. Hold on, Sister Bradford. Don't do it yet, because I'll say a word, and then you can give it to them as I mention it. Thank you. Um, So I'm going to do this in in the the way I've, I've got it listed. Jordan and Corinne Johnson are dedicating Payson Riley Johnson and Ashton Rhett Johnson. When I look at the two of you, I see a mirror. When I see all of your kids, and I see how how much of a good father and a good mother you are, with a handful, I mean, what are you, you driving a van now? What are you driving now? Pretty much. Pretty much. And that's incredible. Incredible, incredible. I'm so very, very proud of both of you. so they are presenting these two children today to the lord amen Danny and Delena Black are dedicating Duke Paxton Black who was the one responsible for the name Delena Duke Love the name. This couple is another couple with their hands full and and not many days in the future they're gonna try for a girl. No? Oh, sorry. Sorry. We've got all boys. We got all boys. Are you sure? Positive. Okay, positive. <laughs> positive. I'm not sure how you, you do it. You have you have a house full and both of you are involved in businesses of your own and somehow you're able to prioritize all of that and make it work and you make us and the church very very proud we love you oh you already gave it to him. okay Danny and Danielle Grineo you are dedicating Danny Jaira Grineo and Danielle how fitting that Jaira Jehovah Jaira is connected to all of your work that you do in music and worship and ministry and that's in the name of your child. That's phenomenal. And Danny, you have, you have, you've come a long, long way and proved that you're a man of God. Really, really. Against a lot of odds, Right? against a lot of odds, coming from a background that might be difficult to some. But you've established yourself in the house of God and now you're bringing another generation of Danny's. Praise God. And it will remain to be seen if he is as good of an athlete as you are. My understanding is you can play but you can't sing. Your wife's the one that said that. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, you've made a, a a great couple, a great family in the house of God, and we honored you today. Let's clap our hands for this couple. <laughs> Amen. Austin and Shalise, you are dit de- frost. I need to make sure. You're dedicating Vivian May Frost. And you had a birth that was like one in what? One in 80,000, one in 80,000. And they call it the gift-wrapped birth. And, And we know what that means, and that's incredible. I appreciate the fact that you work tirelessly in children's ministry, you, you, you help us with technology. You guys are extremely plugged in and I appreciate you so very much. You direct the kick choir. You work with our children and in the middle of all of that now you have your own child. Amen. And we're very proud of you. Amen. God bless you. Clap your hands for Austin and Shalice Frost. And Vivian. Dallin and is Stewart you are bringing Chris Renee Stewart to be dedicated today. I was trying to figure out wh- what her name was and what was the genesis of that. And it's a combination of Dowlin and Chris. So it's Chris. That's very unique. Very unique. And it's good to see you all in the house of God. Amen. 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 So we're proud of you. Let's clap our hands for Dallin. sister kirsten fernandez is dedicating haley fernandez this is a single mom kirsten you are raising a worshiper because she will dart out of that pew and make her way to the front and she worships and that is fabulous and awesome and we've seen you grow and develop i know the winklers have put a lot of time and others have have connected with you And I remember when you came, uh, you were a little discouraged because you had not received the Holy Ghost. But here you are standing in the house of God today, full of the Holy Ghost, with a smile on your face, dedicating your daughter in the house of God. And we join with you. We join with you. Amen. Our newly married couple, Samuel and Sandy Luna, are bringing three of their children today to be dedicated Charlotte, which is also known as Charlie, Charlotte May Polito, Maddox, Maddox, O'Neill Polito, and Alice Leanne Polito. These are sweet, sweet kids, and this is a sweet family. And for you to really want, even though they're a little older, to say, I want to dedicate my children in the house of God, means so very, very much to us. Very much to us. Let's clap our hands and show appreciation for this couple of family. Amen. And lastly, Aaron and Elizabeth Esparza, you are bringing Jonah Aaron Esparza here in the house of God today. Elizabeth, you came and then we wouldn't see you, and then you came, and then pretty soon you established yourself here and you become a fixture here you and your husband and your child, and you brought other people to the house of God. And you brought uh, other people to the house of God. You brought Celine to the house of God, which has been a tremendous blessing. And so uh, we're very, very excited today for you and for Jonah, amen. God bless you, let's clap our hands for the Esparza family. Praise God. Dustin and Ashley McAllister are bringing Bailey Grace McAllister here today. Dustin, I've watched you. I played basketball with you. I I, I had you in school as a student. And and I've watched the way that you have been laser-like in your focus on this is what I want to do. And you went after it. And you've accomplished it. And you're doing fabulous with it. But more importantly, to me, it's not just that example. You approach living for God the same way. And I want you to know, as a pastor, I really, really appreciate that. I know there's a certain strength there uh, that goes very, very deep. And it's a generational thing. And I appreciate your grandfather. I appreciate your father. And I appreciate you for that example. And Ashley. You got background, and when I first saw you, I didn't know who you were. I just saw you at In-N-Out. You were working at In-N-Out, and I was wondering, now who's the skirt girl that has the guts to say, I want to work for your company, but I want to work in a skirt. And that was, I I didn't know that you were talking to Dustin, so when I saw you at church or somewhere, I'm like, that's the In-N-Out girl. then I found out where you were from and the connection that went with that. And we are so very, very proud and happy for you and happy for Bailey Grace. Praise God. So we present to you today a Bible in dedication as you bring your child to the house of God. Praise God. The ministry is going to come at this time. We're going to pray for these families. Let's all stand together and we will pray. Church dedication, baby dedication is not just me. It's not just the families, but it is a church thing. And we want to join together right now and pray for each and every one of them. Let's pray together. you like to come gather around with him